Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to Help I Suck at Dating. I'm Jared Haven, as always, joined by Dean Unglert on the other side of the country. Uh, Tori's not with us today. We have Easton, which is a nice little surprise. Easton, how are you, first and foremost? We haven't heard from you in like four years. I'm great. Um, You know, I've been a listener to this show for the last couple weeks, and uh, it's been really fun. Uh, You guys do a good uh, a good program you know it's been fun seeing it from a different perspective but uh it's nice to be back do we have to pay you to say that yeah yeah no i'm a fan i you know i I have it subscribed on my on my apps you know i'd listen i'm one of those downloads one of the many thousands of downloads listen easton we get it you you are basically a main staple of scrubbing in with beccatelli and tanya rad now so we appreciate you jumping over and and, uh putting some of that sprinkle on on to help i suck at dating yeah, get us some scrubbing in listeners, bro. Post on your Instagram; they'll come over. <laughs> do you okay? Do you know something though? Whenever I do post on Instagram, do you have any DMs I get saying what are Dean and Jared really like? That's some, I get that all the time. I swear to God. I gotta say, uh, Easton for Father's Day did some Father's Day shoutouts to his obviously to his father. I was uh, shocked by him. He's like he looks like a stern uh, uh, military man, and I guess I never really pictured what your father would look like, but it wasn't that. Yeah, he's um he's he's a lot larger than me. For uh, for everyone listening at home, I'm you know six five, two hundred pounds. I'm ripped. Yeah. I'm jack. No, uh, I'm I'm very thin, and my dad is very large. Uh, he's a, he's a bodybuilder, and he's a police officer, and he's a very intimidating person. Did you ever want to get into uh you know bodybuilding more, working out, sports? Uh, you know maybe becoming a police officer like your dad. You know I. Uh, I, I go through periods where I would lift weights a lot and then I would stop, but um, my, my heart's not in it, you know? So you really got to be into that thing to, to make it work. And, um, and I was going to be a police officer for a very long time. I was studying it in school and everything because um, I had no direction and I thought I could just do that. But uh, then I got bit by the radio bug and I never looked back. And I think it's worth 
you pointed out in your Instagram stories that your father was in the service for 30 years and didn't discharge his firearm one, once, which is pretty cool. Not once. Um, I think he pulled it a couple times, but he never, he never fired yeah. it. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's very proud of that. Uh, and he thinks that, um, I don't know, I don't want this to get too serious, but, uh, you know, law enforcement has a big problem and always has with escalation of force and, uh, and uh, learning how to deal with uh, tense situations where, where violence might happen. And uh, he always felt that um, officers go too quickly to something that is, uh, you know, potentially going to leave someone very injured or possibly dead. Uh, so the last couple of weeks have been very um, frustrating for him as a former officer. And, uh, sure. and it's just interesting to get his take on, on you know, the, the change that we're seeing in the country. Yeah. You can only imagine. Well, yeah. on a lighter note, Jared, how are you doing over there? Yeah, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, Easton, just to bounce off that really quickly, that's pretty cool to hear about your father's opinion. Uh, I mean, I feel bad that you know he is a police officer and you know has to kind of look introspectively at uh, his fellow officers, but it's pretty uh, pretty stand upish uh, about your father's opinion. But uh, doing well. Uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like I'm starting to lose it over here a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I just feel like I don't have motivation to do anything. I'm really, I don't want to work out anymore. As you can see, I still have my bandana on. That's giving me a little motivation. Do you guys find that when you lack motivation working out, you like put on a shirt that makes you feel stronger or like a bandana or like, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of music similar. Like if I listen to a particular song that gets me in the mood, but for some reason, uh, shirts and like, Working out attire gets me in the mood, too. I don't know. I'm weird like that. But other than that, yeah, just pretty bored. Uh, knock on wood, staying healthy. Everybody's healthy over here. Not really sure what we're going to be doing for the near future. Uh, I think we're going to head back to L.A. at some point because, uh, you know, that's where all our stuff is. But uh, that's where we're at, man. That's where Ashley and I are at. We're doing well. If the worst thing I can complain about is uh, losing my sanity a little bit, then I have nothing to complain about. Right. If you're if you're only complaining about a bandana, then things are pretty good. It sounds like. Uh, but Dean, how the hell are you? Uh, you've lost like ten pounds, and I mean that because you have no more hair on the top of your head. Yeah, all off the top of my head. My bald. Well, I'm not really bald anymore, but I've got very short hair. It looks really good. That's you're just a very good-looking human being. You really you are. In the middle of that sentence, which makes me think you were being a little inauthentic, but it. Doesn't <laughs> I look swear to God. I had expected it to, so I'm okay with it. Dean, you know that I think you're the best-looking male I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, but I, I hear you say the same thing to Nick, same thing to Ben and, and Chris no. and Tanner. So it's, I just take it with a big grain of salt. I appreciate it. I definitely it. haven't like, told that to Tanner. <laughs> I need the ego boost. But, uh, but, yeah, that bald life has been pretty good. Uh, you know, my head is adjusting. It used to, it's used to having this 10-inch long hair on it. So when I shaved it, it was, you know, so there was some dry skin. But that's all basically fix itself and uh yeah it's, it's going good so i just to because you posted on your instagram but we haven't talked to you since you cut your hair so you haven't how long was it since the last time you actually really cut your hair and then why did you cut your hair it was uh october maybe september of 2018 was the last time i actually like get, got that uh that high fade that everyone seems to get uh and then i just started growing it out and then uh yeah kaylin and i decided we wanted to raise some money for a, uh, a charity we believed in, a Black Lives Matter charity. 
And uh, when I was thinking about it, I was like, initially I was like, all right, $10,000 and I'll shave my head ball. I was like, nah, $10,000 is too easy, $20,000. And I was like, ah, that's like probably still too easy too. Let's make it like impossible and make it like $50,000. And then we, uh, yeah, we organized this GoFundMe and we raised $47,000 in the first 24 hours. And then I woke up the next morning and uh, I realized that I was gonna have to shave my head bald because we had reached our fundraising goal literally in 36 hours which blew my mind but i was stoked to have to do it anyways um i was trying to find like ways out of shaving my head like oh let's raise another fifty thousand to keep dean's hair and like <laughs> stuff like that but then i was like you know what that's a cop out uh we set this as our goal we hit our goal and so now it's time to shave it all off and honestly like as much as i love my long hair practically speaking short hair is so much easier to like uh. just work with i don't wake up in the morning with like hair in my mouth i don't uh, I'm not like eating eggs in the morning and like shoving yolk into my hair and you know what I mean? Like, so the short hair is uh, a little bit more practical, which is nice. Eating eggs in the morning? Is there some uh, sort of correlation uh, between eating eggs in the morning and long hair? Well, like I think about like a sunny side up egg when you're putting it in your mouth and like sometimes your hair gets in your mouth. Like that's uh, what I'm saying. Like the hair was so long, it would like get in front of my mouth as I was like shoveling food into it. And then it would end up my hair. I used to have hair down on my shoulders in high school and um, I worked at an amusement park and I remember on my break one day I was eating a deep fried Twinkie and it was a windy day. I went to take a bite and it blew the hair right in the path of my mouth and the Twinkie. And so I got a big mouthful of just like curly thick hair and deep fried Twinkie and I was like, I got to change everything about this situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's something you never it's really consider when you have long hair, but then it starts happening and you're like, okay, what's going on? Uh, and honestly, like showering is a lot easier now. I just jump in the shower. I don't have to worry about like my hair drying for an hour. Um, I'm going to grow back out. I'm not going to cut it again for two or three years, but we did uh, donate the hair to children with hair loss too. So it was kind of like a double whammy of donating the hair and uh, having met our funders in goal. So did they accept it? Because I remember watching your Instagram and you said you were a little worried about that because it might've been too short to donate. Yeah, they did. Um, I don't know if they're actually going to use it or not, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, now we're just on the growth train. I've been taking hair growing supplements. Really? Yeah. Uh, what is it? Sugar bear hair? No, no <laughs> sugar bear hair. But hey, sugar bear hair, if you're listening to this, you guys want to like sponsor me for the next two years and be the uh, the catalyst to my hair growth, by all means, jump on board. Just be, be ready to open up the pocketbook, if you know what I mean. So how uh, much money have you guys raised? Uh, we raised like 55000 Wow, that's awesome, wow. Dean. Uh, and that was only over a couple of days. We actually turned it off after a while because while we liked that people were donating, we also a uh, lotteried off like a camping trip with Kaylin and I. Um, and we announced our winner the day that we shaved our head, and we kind of felt bad that people were donating, thinking that they might still win the camping trip. Um, mm -hmm. So we closed donations, but we were happy with with what we hit, and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool um so yeah that's it that's why my hair is short now i'm growing my mustache back out it looks good i like it as as one guy who's who has like kind of long hair now my question for you dean when you had long hair how many times uh did you wash your hair i'd probably wash it like once a week okay yeah me too yeah uh ashley's not happy about that she wants you to wash it more uh she thinks at least three times oh wow that's like every other day i think it's way too much that's too much and honestly like the best it would look is like probably day three after washing it. So it's like, you don't even look your best until the third day. So maybe twice a week, but that's pushing it. I completely agree. This It's like always in my face now, which is why I wear the bandana, even though I kind of look stupid, but I also feel like I kind of look like Tom Cruise in Rock of Ages. So I'm down Are you with it. you growing it out too or what? 
Uh, I mean, honestly, I just started growing out because, you know, four weeks into quarantine, I was like, all right, well, it's getting a little long and I'm, I'm not getting a haircut anytime soon. And then six weeks went by and then I was like, I was going to have Lauren because uh, Ashley's sister is now a certified hairdresser and she was going to trim it up. But I was like, I'll just grow it out until, you know, quarantine ends. And then, you know, three and a half months later, we're still in there. You know, kind of. We're reopening, but we're still kind of in quarantine. And so uh, I'm like, you know what? I might as well just grow it out. And then I'll just cut it at some point. <laughs> I can see that once quarantine's over and you're like back in LA and barbershops are open, you're going to like maybe not do it because you're going to miss it too much. That's what I hope for, at least. I'm going to trim it, but I'm going to keep it, I think. I think I'm going to keep it long. Why not? I mean, one of us has to have long hair on this podcast, Dean. And if it's not going to be you, then, you know, I'll be the one. It used to be Vanessa. Vanessa left us. Then it was me. Now it's not me anymore. So now it's got to be you. I mean, Easton's got a, a, a nice chunk of hair over there, too, though. Do you plan on cutting it? Or you're just going to let it grow. You know, I, uh, I I got mine cut in November 2019. That was the last time I cut it. Um, and it's getting annoying, but I also kind of like it. So I don't know. I'm going to keep it for a, a while. Well, you know, Ethan has a whole different beast because he's got the curls. Yeah. I know. Which uh, I didn't have to deal with that. Jared, it doesn't look like you do either. I just had like some waves. But the curls, I, I don't even know. Like I wouldn't even know where to begin maintaining that. That's just like a whole different beast. You know, it keeps out of my face, which I appreciate because it goes uh, up instead of down. <laughs> you want to know who you look like? Who do I look like? Oh, actually, okay. I, I was going to say Sideshow Bob. All right. I get that a lot. But, but now that I'm seeing you in the uh, Zoom screen, you look a lot like David Dobrik. Wow. Wow. Um, I, I wasn't prepared for that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, wow. Easton, really? I, I'm watching Easton on Zoom. He just got taken back, literally. He, you slid your chair back. People think he's an attractive guy, right? I think he's hot. Have you, Who have is you this ever guy? heard that before? That you look like David Dobrik? I've never heard that before. I, I'm getting heavy David Do- DD vibes from you right now. I get a lot of um, uh, Lil Dicky. People say I look like Lil Dicky a lot. Mm. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, uh, David Dobrik. Okay, I can see that. He's a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah he, he's got him. a lot of followers. Yeah, and who's like, the other guy you get? Lil Dicky, who's a, a rapper. You don't know Lil Dicky? Uh, Jared? Listen, listen, I'm a very, I'm, 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 uh, I'm an old soul. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know anybody anymore. It's so bad. I don't watch TV. I don't listen to the radio. I just like, I literally put a song on. I can't remember what song it was. Oh, it was, uh, it was Heartless by The Weeknd. Oh, and yeah. I was like, man, I love this song. I just heard it. And Ashley's like, you just learned about this song? I'm like, yeah, isn't it like brand new? I, I watched the Pete Davidson special and it was on there. She's like, no, it's been out for a while. I'm like, oh, well. All right, Little Dicky. Sorry. Here we go. Uh, oh, yeah, I see Little Dicky. <laughs> I'm still on the David Dobrik train. We got Tom Cruise, David Dobrik, and Brad Pitt from Fight Club all on the same podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. You do kind of look like Brad Pitt from Fight Club right now. Same body, same chisel, too. Dude, that's bad. Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. Anyway, this is such a guy's podcast so far right now. I'm sorry <laughs> for all the women listening out there as we're talking about fight club and and men's hair do you think girls like guys hair longer or shorter longer longer definitely in my experience in my experience too i think there's almost no question i think that a girl can see a man with long hair and think that if he has the patience to grow his hair out long he's probably a good dude that's an interesting uh thought process (laughs) has that been something you guys have have uh like not struggled with but in relationships wanted your hair a certain way but your like partner wanted it a different way constantly Ashley always trying to tell me how to dress what my my hair should look like she tells me that I should look 
the way she wants me to look because the only person that I should try to look attractive to for is Ashley, which is just a terrible argument because I want my own confidence. Like there are things that I think I look confident in. I'm trying to think of an example right now. She makes a pretty good point though. I mean, she, you know, it's not a bad point. I've talked about this before. Kaylin t- tells me I'm hot no matter what I do, which is like good and bad. It's great confidence boost. Yeah, hair long, great. Short hair, great. Mustache, fine. But uh, fat, not fat, fine. You know, like in shape, out of shape. But uh, I think it just, it's breeding a little bit of complacency in me a little bit. And uh, it's it's not striving me to hit the gym, like Jared was saying, as hard as I should be, I think. But you're right. As long as I think that your significant other is uh, happy with the way that you look, that's basically what matters most. I got news for you, Dean. And don't get too big of a head from this. But she's not wrong. I don't think even mustache, long hair, short hair, uh, jacked or not jacked, I legitimately have not seen you. I've never looked at you and been like, Dean doesn't look good. (laughs) I really appreciate it. I feel like we should maybe start having this podcast more than once a week because this confidence boost is doing a lot for me right now. That's what we're here for. We're just here to boost your confidence. All right, so you think that girls like long hair. The only reason I say that is because every time I post a picture of me in long hair, I get so many DMs of, like, cut your hair. Well, here's another thing, too, is any guy can have short hair. All it takes is a, a pair of scissors or, or a, an electric razor to have short hair, but it takes time and effort to grow your hair out and patience, like I said earlier. So I think because theoretically, on average, more people, more men have shorter hair than they do long hair, the long hair kind of is like more of a uh an interesting thing because less people have it you know yeah i agree i like the shaggy look better too like i like looking a little uh, disheveled i don't know why I'm not a big pretty boy guy you know yeah we're <laughs> past the, we're past the preppy boy phase i agree so all right so you think long hair do you think uh girls like uh facial hair or clean shaven better i think facial hair what do you think i agree five o'clock shadow i think is like the, the level of scruff that easton has right now i think is that's ideal like short but not too short but not too long but still like you know you can see like the shadow like the five o'clock shadow it looks like i've been working really hard that's what i'm going for right and and you're pulling it off like jared for instance you grow that patchy cheek hair in i and i'm not making fun of you because i have the exact i have what you have but the toddler version of it like i'm (laughs) I'm like the eight-year-old to your like 17-year-old stubble so I'm kind of bummed. I wish I could grow facial hair, but uh, alas, it's just never been something I could do. The reason I grow it out is because Keanu Reeves has patchy facial hair, and uh, he rocks it, so I'm like, bro, I just want to be more like Keanu Reeves. That's my goal in life. Uh, do you think girls like uh, dad bod better or jacked? Dad bod. Dad bod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a big big muscle guy either. I like athletic bodies. That's what Ashley told me, too. This is weird, but whatever. I don't care. I'm, I'm secure in my sexuality. You like athletic men? Like... Yeah, like I want like what my I want my body to look like I play sports. I wouldn't mind if I had to choose like a body to have in all of Bachelor Nation, like I wouldn't mind Nick's body. Yeah. Bastard's got a good body, that son of a bitch. I would keep my nipples, but I would take the rest of his body. Nipples? What do you have? Better nipples than Nick? I think I do. I think my nipples are one of my more redeeming physical attributes. You have great nipples, I have to say. Yeah. Uh <laughs> there. I'm not a fan of my nipples. He's got a great bod. I wouldn't mind that bod. I just think sometimes people are born a little different, a little bit uh, more more chiseled than the rest of us, and Nick's one of those people. Granted, he works out a lot. What about you? If you could have, if you have anyone, any body in Bachelor Nation, whose body would you have? Uh, I'd probably go with Nick. Uh, Tyler Cameron's got a good one, too, that bastard. Oh, yeah. A couple good bods right there. Matt James, the new Bachelor, great bod. 
very jealous. Just like anytime anybody has that like V look with the abs, you know, where they have a, a built up chest, but then the V, because that's my problem right there. I still have like some some fat around the waist. So when I put my bathing suit on, like it's a little muffin topish, and it's just like, damn it. I want to be able to wear swim trunks or shorts with no shirt and just like have that V, you know? That's a good look. Like Brad Pitt, you know, you would know <laughs> in Fight Club. You're absolutely right. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, all right, well, let's move this discussion on. We do have to take a little break, uh, but after the break, we have a guest on who created a dating app that surrounds, uh, that's all about dogs, which uh, sounds pretty amazing to me. So you're not going to want to miss it. But before we talk to her, let's take a quick break. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. 
And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, we have a very special guest who's on the line right now. She is the co-founder of the dating app Dig, which is for people who live a dog-forward lifestyle. I'm not even single, but I love this dating app because anything with dogs is great. We have Lee Isaacson on the line. Lee, how are you? Thank you for joining Help I Suck at Dating. I'm doing so great. Thank you guys for having me on. And I love you guys being dog people too. Woo! Woo! I don't, I don't trust people who aren't dog people. Yeah, that's kind of the point of the dating app. That that's true. So <laughs> so tell us, Lee. So you are a co-founder of this dating app called Dig, uh, which is uh, like we said uh, for people who have a dog-forward lifestyle. So why did you want to create a dating app that's surrounded about dogs? And then tell us about the experience on the app. Sure. Well, it all started with my very single sister. Uh, you know, my sister was dating a guy who tried to be a dog person for her. But by the end of the relationship, he didn't want the dog in his apartment or he'd put towels down on the couch so the dog didn't touch anything. And she said, I wish I just knew from the start that this wasn't going to work because of my dog. And like you said, we're talking about dog forward lifestyles for a reason. It's not just one thing you have in common. A dog means, you know, way more than just a pet. It's how you spend your money, how you spend your time, you know, how you travel, maybe how clean you keep your house. You know, a dog in the bed or out of the bed can be a huge deal breaker for people. And so when we were looking at dating apps and what we could do to, to change the world of dating, uh, we said that you have to have this compatibility factor and what's better than just a dating app with more dog photos and dog videos so we knew it'd be a win-win i've got a question for you so when you were describing that you said something along the lines of do you let your dog sleep in the bed with you do you you know let your dog do this or that on the app do you have to specify like uh my dog is it sleeps in a crate my dog sleeps in the bed with me my dog uh isn't allowed on the couch like those types of small little nuances yeah, we launched with just a very basic version of the app, but in about three weeks, we're giving you a lot more options to be able to include those details about each individual dog too. There's a lot of people on there with multiple. So you know, we know every dog has their own personality and some you know, might not like other dogs. Maybe you want to get on Dig uh, and find someone who doesn't have a dog and will just love your dog as much as you do. I have a dog that chases small dogs around until they collapse. And so I knew if I was single, I wouldn't want to find someone with a small dog. So you can mm. search by size, temperament, and all sorts of other features. It's pretty funny because when uh, when Kaylin and I first started fostering our dog, Pappy, she was like, no, nope, he's not going to sleep in the bed with us. By the third night, sleeping in the bed with us every night. She was like, uh, she just got a new couch. And she was like, stop letting Pappy up on the couch. By literally day two, she's like picking Pappy up and throwing him on the couch. It's just funny how uh, how things can change pretty quickly, especially with that kind of stuff. But I do agree with what you're saying. And a, a lot of people, I guess, um, don't take that into consideration because it's like uh, your dog is obviously a big part of your life. Jared, I, I'm sure you can attest to that too. If you and Ashley weren't together, how much would you have to take into consideration what someone thought of your dog? Oh yeah, Lois is like my daughter. If you don't like Lois, 
you're out, baby. And you're, ne- you're, not, you're out of the circle of trust, and you're never coming back. Yeah. Uh, so you don't have to have a dog to be on the app. You just have to be a dog lover. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. So you can go on the app. I just feel like as a guy, I'm sure there's tons of guys who are like, jackpot, I'm just going to post this picture of myself with a dog, and then just people are going to fall in love with me. Well, you know, on other dating apps, people pretend to have a dog for that reason. Absolutely. So from the beginning on Dig, we wanted to make sure, even if you don't have a dog, that you were able to say, I am a dog lover. I'm looking for someone with a dog or to get a dog with someone in the future. Uh, And actually, we were talking about Boston earlier. Boston's a great example of a city that doesn't have a lot of dog-friendly housing, especially for single um, room apartments and things like that. So you find a lot of people under the age of 30 are looking to date someone with a dog compared to other cities like LA or Austin that are much more dog-friendly and you'll find people of all ages more with more dogs. So uh, we've really learned a lot about the difference in dog lifestyles city by city doing this too. Oh, LA is so dog friendly. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I feel like it's not. Coming from Denver, I feel like LA wasn't very dog friendly. Like it was kind of challenging at first to even like find dog parks sometimes. Well, you've got dog beaches in LA. Um, Mm -hmm. You've got a lot of really cool and, you know, Denver is super dog friendly too. So they're hard to compare, but we have been really embedded in the dog business world. Uh, And so LA has one of my favorite places, the Urban Den Dog Retreat, where you can take your dogs and learn how to give them massages. Uh, You can, we've set people up on dates there before. uh, And so you can like wash your dogs together but you know go on hikes together and they lead all these different things so each city definitely has their own dog flair well the reason i say uh, la is so dog friendly it was the first time i was introduced to dog shoes i saw a dog walking down the sidewalk and he was wearing shoes or she i don't know i shouldn't judge but uh i I was like dogs have shoes out here and then i thought this is the most la thing i've ever seen in my entire life but it it is a pretty good idea and then of course lois has shoes now because you know that's the kind of dog parent i am now (laughs) Um, but also, so I, I was perusing the app a little bit, but obviously I'm married, so I can't really sign up for a dating app. So I saw pictures though, some pictures I saw of just dogs and then some pictures I saw of just humans with dogs. Cause it kind of looked like there was a dog profile. So how does a profile get set up on dig? You log in and you say if you're looking for someone with a dog or without a dog or either. Uh, And then you can, if you don't have a dog, just fill out your own normal profile. If you do have a dog or multiple dogs, you've got sections for each dog. Uh, In the features that we're launching very soon, you'll be able to say a lot more about those dogs, search by different types of features and attributes too. Once you match with people, you're able to plan a dog-friendly date right from the app. So in the messaging area, you can search for dog-friendly locations, dog businesses near you and suggest that as a date idea. We also show you different deals from different dog companies. And the idea with that is, you know, show up with a unique treat, win Pappy over from the start. That's of idea. I love it. I think it's great. So do, do you have, I'm assuming you have a dog. How many dogs do you have, Lee? I have one dog. Uh, she was my flower dog in our wedding recently. Oh, so cute. Penny. Yes. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Do you guys ever plan on, obviously, look, we all love dogs, but is there any talk or any potential for like other animals? Like, look, I love parrots and I want to meet someone else that loves parrots too. 
Are you ready to break some news on the Help Us Like a Dating podcast? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we are launching Tabby, the cat person's dating app. Nice. Uh, and we are doing that with the help of actual cat people. I'm not going to pretend that I am the understanding, you know, knowing all being of all animals, but we've got some really awesome cat influencers who will be leading Tabby, the cat person's dating app. We're launching on International Cat Day in August. Nice. That's awesome. That's big news. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. You heard it exactly. TabbyDates.com coming in August, the cat dating app. So we have our dog dating app, Dig. Now we're going to have our cat dating app. Um, and so Dig is out right now. People can go download it, sign up for it. But also there is a VIP version of Dig that is coming out in July, correct? Yes, absolutely. That'll have the additional features. But if you sign up for the basic version now, you'll get the uh, VIP version for free when it comes out. Very exciting. So make sure you guys all go out, download Dig right now, the dog dating app, if you're looking uh, for uh, somebody who loves dogs, if you're single, of course. Yeah, you need to get off now that you've perused the app. We don't want anybody on there. I, I didn't download it. You're not so breaking I, I went, up relationships here. No, 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 no. I went to the app store. I was, I was looking. That's where I saw the pictures on the app store. I didn't download it. I almost did, though. I almost uh, was going to ask Ashley to be like, listen, I just want to see... You know, this is for research purposes, but then I was like, I'm not even going to go down. Just this for road. the dog photos, right? Just what about like dog friend dates? Like if let's say I'm in a relationship with a dog and I just want to like find uh, another guy or girl not looking for something romantic that just wants to like take her dogs and like hang out with their dogs somewhere, go on a hike, whatever it is. Do you guys have that option? We don't have that option on the app, but we do throw dog-friendly events across the country. So we've thrown uh, events in 17 cities now across the country. Some of them are speed dating with your dog events, which are kind of awesome. Um, but most of them are just incorporating as many local rescues and dog businesses as possible. Picture it like a really fun trade show with 30 dog businesses giving you, you know, dog massages, treats, bandanas, all sorts of things. And you can meet other people. And those are not usually singles events. They're just ways to hang out with your dog and have a beer. Nice. And then do you have any of those coming up even, even though COVID? We don't have any with COVID, which is why we were able to focus back on the app itself and release all the new features. Um, but we would love to go out and start doing those events again as soon as we can. I think it's such a good idea. I, I can't imagine, I'm like trying to like rack my brain and go back in time and uh, think about if I've ever introduced anyone to my dog or have seen them interact with dogs and was like turned off by it or like put off by their interactions or like their, their, their unwillingness to be receptive of a dog. And I, I can't recall any specific event. And I'm just hoping that it's because the energy that I put out there is like dog lover or GTFO, you know, like if you don't love dogs, then don't even worry about trying to, uh, to wine and dine me or anything like that. GTFO. I think that's a good idea. It's such a good way to start off rather than having to like address it later on. Like you were saying, like you might be in a relationship for three to six months before you realize this. And if it's such an important facet of your life, obviously your, your dogs are your children. Uh, and then that would be such a, a crummy way to have to end things for, for whatever reason, you know what I mean? So I think it's such an awesome idea. The other piece is when you go out on the dates, if you have your dog with you, you've just got this different energy, this different vibe, right? You know, first of all, you know, right away, if it's the wrong guy, if he's not picking up dog poop or, you know, like whatever your, your rules are there, but you yeah. just have this feeling, this more comfortable 
feeling. Um, and you can bring that into meeting other relationships with you. I was actually going to ask, um, Rachel had copper on her season, right? And so yeah. I wonder if that played into just how amazing and approachable she was. I never got to meet copper, unfortunately. Peter got to meet copper oh. on their first group, on their first one-on-one, -on -one, actually, the first week. Yeah. But uh, there was a time when we first left the mansion. Uh, obviously, Rachel didn't get to bring her dog Copper with her. And we were in the airport. And so I got her like this plush dog neck uh, pillow thing. And I gave it to her uh, on my one-on-one -on -one date with her in Hilton Head, which was our first week away from the mansion. I was like, hey, I know you missed your dog. Uh, I'm sure it's not easy for you. So here's a dog plush pill neck pillow to hopefully like, comfort you during these trying times. That's really uh, but the fact that she was a dog person obviously was a big selling point as well and and i agree with what you're saying if it's a you know you you, you obviously want to be around dog people as much as possible if you are one yourself i've seen your uh, happy videos too him jumping across the seats in the van oh he's the man i'm obsessed with Pappy. it's funny actually kaylin was just out of the house for a while uh and we have this shrine to Pappy that we just put up where it's just like a bunch of pictures there's one wall dedicated to a bunch of pictures of Pappy. it's hilarious i love it and Jared, actually, the most recent video I saw of y'all was with Ethel. Uh, yeah, well, because we're at my in-law's house. So Ethel is my uh, my in-law's dog. And then Lois is our dog. And Lois is here, too. So the problem is Lois has been here for so long that Lois is going to go back to L.A. And, and not be with Ethel. And they've been bonding for like three and a half months. So I feel bad because they're going to be separated. And now they're like sisters. But that's okay. They'll they, She'll come back to Grandma's house and, and play with, with her cousin or her sister. I don't know what that relationship would be, but, uh, I think it's a great app. I think it's awesome. Uh, I think about all the times, uh, cause I've had dogs all my life. Uh, and anytime somebody didn't like dogs, it was an immediate turnoff. So this is a, a pretty awesome app and a great idea. And uh, I'm very excited for you. Uh, so everybody go check out dig, of course, the dog person dating app. Um, I felt like I had one more question for you and now I can't. I've got a question. Lee, how, how can I become an investor in the app? Cause I think it's going to take off. <laughs> <laughs> we can chat after no problem okay, <laughs> Jared, i can't think of my question i'm so oh. mad at myself that wasn't oh, your wow. question too jared come on in no i mean hey i'll invest i'm always down for investing in anything whoa, whoa, dog related. Whoa, whoa. you guys are taking my piece of my pie away we'll co we'll co-invest it'll be the help i suck at dating investment there we go i don't mind that um, and then also everybody go check out you have a instagram right uh for dog uh dig dates Dig dates and all the dogs we feature on our Instagram are available for adoption from Louisiana area shelters. Oh, how cute. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So everybody go check out, yeah, at dig dates. Uh, that's where you can see the dog dates. Uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. I think this is a great idea for uh, COVID-19 dating as well, because if you take, if you meet somebody with a dog uh, on an app and then you go to a public dog park, uh, you know, you can wear masks, you're outside. Uh, it's good for social distancing. Uh, I think this is a great idea for not only the long term, but for our current situation where everybody's trying to figure out how do I date in the world of coronavirus. So I think you got a great product on your hand. Absolutely. T uh, stay two leash lengths apart. Uh, so, you know, uh, you've got your six feet, right? And then yeah. uh, absolutely people are turning to their dogs during COVID like crazy. We've, we're hearing across the country for the first time, shelters completely empty as people are fosting, turning to animals for comfort too. So absolutely, this is a, an amazing time to reach out and talk to other dog lovers. Love it. I think it's fantastic. Lee, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us. And we'll talk about that uh, investment opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. All right. See you later. Thanks, guys.
True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. All right, welcome back. Uh, that was Lee from Dig, and it sounds like a very, very interesting thing. We're checking out if you're single, you love dogs, you got a dog, be sure to check them out. 
we are going to get to some emails, but Easton uh, had an interesting inquiry that he wanted to lay upon us. East, what do you got for us, buddy? Yeah, I, I wanted your take on this, you guys. Uh, Carson Daly and his wife, Siri, have uh, said that they may never sleep together again. Uh, and they, they have done a thing that they call sleep divorcing. Because uh, I guess he, he suffers from sleep apnea. Um, she suffers from insomnia. That is a, that's a horrible combination. Uh, no one's getting any sleep in that house. So they've made a decision that they're going to sleep in separate bedrooms, uh, probably for the rest of their marriage. And um, I, I wanted your take on this because uh, my wife and I have been flirting with doing this uh, ourselves. And it's been very successful, actually, uh, to, to our, our overall happiness. Um, do you think this is something that could work in your relationship or do, do you need it? Do you guys have problems with that? So interesting. Jared, what do you think? We don't have problems with it, but I'm all for it. Didn't yeah. people used to sleep separately? Like I remember watching, uh, I love Lucy and Lucy and Ricky slept in separate beds. They did. So I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with it. Also, when did, uh, this, uh, sleeping in the same bed every night for the rest of your lives become like a thing. Who says you have to do that? That's right. Who says, who makes the rules? Well, it's not even like being rebellious, but like, I'm curious of, of how that all, uh, like what the genesis of, of sleeping in the same bed was because I'm... when I think about it, sorry, Dean, but just when I think about it, like there's nothing wrong with sleeping in separate beds. It doesn't mean that I love Ashley any less. Plus, in the rare occasions where I do sleep in a separate bed, I, I've slept a couple nights because the bed here is very, you know, there just wasn't that big, so we slept in separate beds. I got a great night's rest. Sleep is very important for your health, for your immune system. And I was like, huh. Plus, like, if you're th for a relationship, I don't know, sometimes it, it you know, uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Sometimes it's nice to see Ashley in bed. You know, not every night, but like a nice, like, uh, surprise. <laughs> I'm going to say, as the voice of reason, apparently on this podcast, I think it's pretty weird. Wow. <laughs> I think that, uh, look at the caveman over here <laughs> with your significant other, uh, extenuating circumstances aside, like sleep apnea, which I can kind of understand you're kind of expected to be in the same room and same bed as your partner. And I say that as someone who uh, is not a fan of conformity, not a fan of antiquated traditions, as Jared said, who decided what is the genesis of sleeping in the same bed as your partner for the rest of your life. But uh, I don't know. I just think that that's just that's like your time to like lay together. And I guess my experience with this. OK, so Kaylin has this massive king bed uh, and I could literally be on my side of the bed, roll over, reach my arm across and still not touch her. And there are times like, we'll go to sleep, cuddling each other. We'll wake up on opposite ends of the bed. Um, which I guess is kind of the same thing, but there are also times where it's like, I'll be out on the couch until like 1230 in the morning, like, you know, watching a movie or playing a video game or something like that. And she'll be like, Hey, like come to bed. Like I need you to come to bed with me or I'll like, not be feeling well and so i'll go sleep out on the couch or something like that and she doesn't really appreciate that very much it's just like for for us and especially for her it's like a comforting thing where it's like she needs her she wants her partner to be next to her in the bed you know what i mean i guess and and listen we've only been together for a year easton jared you guys have been in your relationships much longer than we have been potentially i guess i could see that fading at some point i'm not saying it i'm not discounting that all together but uh it, it just seems like kind of like one of the cornerstones of a relationship to me 
the comfort would be the worst part for me as well. The comfort of not having her next to me. That is very nice. And that is a very underrated facet of sleeping in the same bed with someone. I totally agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, uh, I don't know. I always think, cause I don't know if I have sleep, I'm not diagnosed as sleep apnea, but I, I do, you know, some say I snore a little bit and, uh, I, uh, I have to get up really early for work. My, you know, my, I get up at three 30 in the morning. Uh, so, and Allison likes to stay up late. And so, uh, that, that sucks. Um, so, you know, for us, it, it works, but, um, if those circumstances weren't there, I think we would probably be, uh, sleeping in the same bed. You know, I like to think so anyway. There was a moment the other night where, uh, Kayla and I were sleeping and it was like three in the morning. All of a sudden I woke up, uh, like shocked because I had just gotten struck in the back and apparently Kaylin in the middle of her, of her slumber rolled over and just punched, not punched me like open fist stabbed my back as hard as she possibly could. She stiffed armed you? She stiff armed me. She highs me. the Heisman? Yeah. And I rolled over and I was like, what are you doing? And she didn't respond because she was like, she just did it in her sleep by mistake. And that was the moment where I was like, maybe I should just like go sleep in the other room for the rest. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, uh, so should we get to some emails before we, uh, send off? Let's do it. Um, may I, may I read these? I like reading things. Absolutely. All right. This is from anonymous. They're a very (laughs) prolific listener of this podcast. Um, (laughs) my suck at dating issue is the fact that I'm 24 and I'm still a virgin. I'm a girl, by the way. It's something I'm super self-conscious about. And I worry that it will be a turnoff for any guy I try to date. Is that a turnoff for guys in their mid-20s? Also, advice on how early I should bring this up when I'm talking to someone. How on earth do I broach this subject? It's not because I'm saving myself for marriage or anything. I just haven't dated a lot since I've been focused on school and my career. Yeah, I think that it's definitely not an issue, but it's definitely something that you should bring up with whomever you're interested in dating early, sooner rather than later. The sooner you bring it up, the more they'll be able to process it, the better decision you guys will be able to make for yourselves. But I don't think it's like that big of a deal. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, So to Anonymous, uh, my wife, Ashley, was very similar. Uh, She was a virgin uh, till her late 20s. And she was not saving herself for marriage either. It just kind of never happened. Um, So you should never be ashamed of this or feel uncomfortable in any way. It's very normal. Um, And... uh, I don't think it's that much of an issue at all. I don't think it's really a turnoff. And if it is a major turnoff for a guy, then that's probably not the guy for you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I would say, you know, I'm I'm with Dean. I don't think it has to be, you know, brought up on the first date. I think it should be mentioned, you know, certainly before things start getting, um, you know, intimate. Um, so... But again, it just kind of broaches the situation when you feel comfortable, when you feel like the timing is right. Uh, but I would, I would get out of your own head about it because I, I certainly don't think it's a huge deal. This is, for, this is directed towards Dean, uh, also from Anonymous, a different Anonymous, I'm assuming. Uh, I am much like Dean. My dad died when I was 15 and I was very young. I, it was sudden and unexpected. I didn't have the support I needed because I don't have very close family ties. My parents were in the military, so every th- three years we picked up and changed locations. Growing up like this and ex- experiencing this trauma left me with no support system, and I never experienced what it was like to be vulnerable in relationships. I'm 27 now, and it's hard for me to open up myself to any more disappointment. How did Dean get to a place where he was able to open up and be vulnerable? How did he learn to trust when most people can't relate? 
Hmm, that's a tough question, Anonymous. Um, let's see. So her question is, how did I get to a place where I was able to open up and be vulnerable in relationships? And how did I learn how to trust when most people can't relate? So my biggest issue with dealing with loss at a young age was that last sentence of, uh, learning how to trust people when they can't relate because a lot of the people in my close circle, while they had good intentions, I never thought that I could fully lean on them because they didn't, they hadn't walked a mile in my shoes for lack of a better phrase like they didn't really know what i'd been through and so the shoulder that they're giving me to cry on or lean on what well, didn't really provide much uh much more than just that just as a shoulder you know what i mean and so i kind of stayed quiet about it for a long time and i actually don't think i ever really broke out of my shell about it uh until my mid to late 20s and i just think that whether you're dealing with loss or heartbreak or whatever it is as individuals, you just kind of don't really learn to begin to learn about yourself until your mid to late twenties. Anyways, like, you know, the fact that my mom died or had she not died, I don't think that I would have really came into my own until my late twenties as I have in my opinion. I mean, maybe it would have, obviously everything would have been different, but uh, I think you just kind of need to give it time. Uh, and then her other question was, how did I get to a place where I was able to open up and be vulnerable in relationships? And that's like something obviously that I'm still working on. Uh, vulnerability is not one of my strong suits. I would say within the past year or two, it's it's definitely improved substantially. Uh, but I still am, am light years away from being at a place where I would say that I'm open and vulnerable about all things. I'm like honest and I'm communicative, but I think that doesn't necessarily mean that I am vulnerable. Uh, it's funny actually when uh, we were filming Paradise this past year, I had left obviously and I came back and I was talking to one of the producers, one of my good friends, who was one of the producers for the show. And he was, uh, we were talking and he was like saying something along the lines of how I run away from everything. And I've always run away from everything. And I literally bought a van so I could also physically run away from people as well. And I was like, yeah, you're making a lot of good points. And, and, and I'm really glad that I came back here to kind of confront those, uh, those shortcomings and those fears and at least be a little bit vulnerable. And I'm sure you know, if you brought Kaylin in here now and we asked her the same question, she would say something similar to where the vulnerability is there and it's growing, but it's still like, I'm sure that she would sometimes want more of that out of me. So it just, it comes with age, it comes with time. Uh, the, the fact that people might not understand where you're coming from because they can't relate is a tricky one because I've like dated people in the past that come from these well-to-do families and never really had a struggle for much in their lives. And I would never really be able to talk to them uh, with full honesty because they just wouldn't really get it. And I think that there is a way to deal with that, a way that I was never really able to figure out. But uh, it's nice to be able to like, not like commiserate, but to speak with people that have dealt with similar things to kind of empathize with you, speak from their experiences uh, and you're able to like learn from each other's missteps sort of thing. But there are people out there that want to help, but are just not able to because they haven't really had to deal with much adversity themselves. Uh, so that's kind of a long winded answer to that. I hope that helps, but it might not. Great answer. Yeah. Thanks. So yeah, time and age. That's what, that's what I say succinctly. Thank you for opening up Dean. Yeah. Uh, this next one. Right now. <laughs> uh, let's do one more. This is from Sammy. 
I was just wondering when I should introduce my boyfriend to my family. I have been seeing my boyfriend for eight months and we're both in our mid-twenties. I've been in quarantine with my family and we FaceTime and text all the time. Should I let my family meet him over FaceTime or should I wait until this quarantine thing is over? Jared, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I think, uh, you know, COVID aside, it would be the right time for him to meet the fam. You know, you guys have been boyfriend girlfriend for eight months you're both in your mid-20s you know eight months is a pretty long time to date someone i think that's pretty fair to meet the family at that point uh obviously quarantine self-isolating social distancing changes the game a little bit depending on how old your parents are um so i guess it's just up to everybody involved on how comfortable they are uh with uh meeting someone face to face uh if not sure meet them over facetime why not i don't know I guess that's a good question. Should you wait until they meet him in person or should you meet him over FaceTime? Because would FaceTime be awkward? Because you know how sometimes there's like a delay or there's bad connection and then it just becomes awkward and it's not a bad first meeting, but it's just kind of uh, meaningless a little bit because you can't really, it's just not like as uh, uh, emotional. I don't know how to describe it. I think the pro to meeting someone's family via FaceTime for the first time is all she has to do is be like hey this is the guy i've been talking to. this is my boyfriend this is the guy i've been dating say hi hi all right see you later like you know that kind of thing yeah. it's more a matter of like uh like uh a pleasantry to be like okay this is who he is he's a real person these are my family they're real people too uh all right you guys will meet each other one day but for now this will have to do like i think that's kind of the most the best way to do it but uh eight months like jared said is an ample amount of time to be introduced to someone's family I still actually haven't met Kaylin's mother or her sister, but uh, I've spent a good, good amount of time with her grandparents and her uncle out in Las Vegas. A, a lot of a lot of this is kind of proximity, similar to their situation as well. But uh, eight months, I'd say that's like that's almost like the perfect amount of time to be introduced to someone's family. Yeah, because then you're you guys are in a serious relationship. Then if you've been da- dating exclusively for eight months, there was a I made a, not a mistake, but when I was younger and I was dating someone, uh, I introduced her to my father after like a month or two. He was just like in town or something. And I was like, yeah, let's all just go and get dinner together. And then uh, a month after that, she said something along the lines of, well, you introduced me to your father because I thought you were much more serious about this. And I was like, oh, oh. No, I introduced you to my father because I just, you know, he was in town and we were together and I figured it'd be a fun <laughs> thing for us to go and do all together. <laughs> So there's yeah. definitely some implications of like once you introduce someone to the family, it's like okay things are getting a little bit more serious, or they're progressing past just a casual fling and into like a serious boyfriend or girlfriend. I think. No, I've done the same thing before, and like I, I I'm I was with you, Dean, where I wasn't thinking, like I don't think meeting the family, uh, or at least at that point, was as big of a deal as people yeah. made it out to be. But I I should have put more weight on the situation than I did. And I guess that's, you know, that's especially like you look at something like Bachelor, there is a lot of weight to that moment where, you know, the final four get to meet the families and then, you know, you bring the families into it. But I don't know. But I would say, yeah, with Dean, if it is FaceTime, make it a quick hello. Hi. Don't make it a big thing over FaceTime because I just don't feel like it'll really it, 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 I don't I mean, it won't go badly, but it probably just won't go as well. As How are you? Where are you from? Where do you where do you work? Yeah. What do you do yeah. for a living? I know. I just like question and answer. Uh, All right, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, Big thank you to Lee Isaacson uh, for joining us. Make sure you check out her brand new dating app called Dig, which is, of course, a dating app all about dogs, which makes it the greatest dating app there ever was. 
Uh, you can download that today. You can also follow Dig Dates, which shows uh, different dates with dogs and also dogs that are available for adoption. I think she said in the New Orleans area. Um, big thank you uh, to Easton for joining us uh, after like taking a hiatus uh, because he's too busy with scrubbing in. I get it. It's cool. Whatever. Wow. Uh, where plan B. No response. Uh, <laughs> thank you to Dean uh, for being uh, an amazing human being, for raising uh, over $55,000, you said? Yeah, uh, baby. For charity. Incredible. Uh, and it took balls to shave your hair. Uh, so good job. Because I know a lot of people wouldn't have done it. A lot of people would have said, oh, you you paid. Good job. I'll do something else. And you shaved your head. And that's pretty awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Don't forget to thank uh, Anonymous, Anonymous, and Sammy as well for emailing us. Uh, great questions today. Be sure to keep emailing us. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. We want to keep hearing from you guys, all your questions, all your concerns, all your feedback, just whatever you got. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. And tell us some dating stories in COVID. If you guys are single out there and yeah. you've had any experiences uh, during this current quarantine of dating, whether that be virtual or you guys have met up during a social distance dating, we'd love to hear it because I'm very curious because uh, obviously Dean and myself are, and Easton and Mark are all uh, you know, in relationships or, or married. Uh, so please, we'd love to hear your single stories right now because I am very curious about what's going on in the world because I was reading an article in the New York Post about uh, the New York uh, Health Department, uh, I think last week or two weeks ago, came out with like uh, certain uh, advice uh, for people who are single right there about like having kinkier sex, like trying different positions and wearing masks. Uh, because hopefully that will help uh, stop the spread of COVID. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. So please email us, DM us on Instagram, uh, follow us again, help I suck at dating. Uh, give us a five-star review, please, because uh, we really appreciate it. And again, like Dean always says, you can roast us. You can call us whatever you want. As long as you give us five stars, I don't really give a shit. Uh, and that's it. I agree. Uh, yeah, thanks to everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week where maybe we'll suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City, and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. 
There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.